You are listening to the Good Shepherd Church Owensboro podcast. For more information, visit goodshepherdchurch.cc. Man, the Lord is good. Let's get right into this today. We're going to continue our series on the supernatural. This will be the last installment of the gifts of healing. Amen? How many of you have God's brought some clarity to the gifts of the Spirit over these past few weeks? Raise your hand real high. All right. Praise God. For those of you who have ears to hear. Hey, y'all, everybody say this out loud. Say, what else could I know? Isn't that good? That means you don't know everything. Isn't that awesome? You might think you do, but you don't. Amen? Neither do I. Amen? So, but what else could I know? That was one of the best tools I learned while I was at this uh, Encounter Inner Healing Weekend in Nashville or Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, it was just really, really good because our brains have the tendency. How many of you know that your brain has the tendency to uh, reserve energy? So have you ever noticed when somebody's repeating a story and you kind of like clock out? Because you're kind of like, oh, I've already heard that, right? Listen, don't be looking at your spouse in here. But it's this reality. Our brain will try to save energy. If we think we already know something, we just kind of turn off like, I know, I already got that. But what else could I know? Say it again, what else could I know? Amen? Amen. So we're going to continue our, our core value of what? The supernatural. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, it's supernatural. Without Sid Roth, maybe. How many of you ever watched Sid Roth? It's supernatural. All you crazy charismania people in here with Sid Roth. There's some pretty awesome stuff on Sid Roth. Look him up on YouTube. It's pretty wild. But um, anyway, so it's supernatural. So at Good Shepherd Church, we value the supernatural. Amen? Uh, we value... The, how many of you know that God's natural is the supernatural? It's normal. Right? We don't want to be like what the Bible says, that we have a form of godliness, but denying its power, they said. We don't want to be like that. We don't want to have just a form of religion and denying its power. Amen? Ooh, I heard a good thing this past week. They talked to how many times have you churches and we got word churches? You got churches that are all about the Bible and all about the Word of God, and usually your Southern Baptists. Then you got your spirit churches like your Pentecostals and your Assemblies of God. And we've always said if they would just meet in the middle, and I heard something really wise this week, Lord, what if they meet in the middle? And there's this marrying of the middle. But how about it's not just the 50 50, but we need churches who are above and beyond and excited 100% about the Word, and also above and beyond and excited 100% about the Spirit of God. It shouldn't just be a little meeting in the middle. It should be that we love both. I believe if you love the prophetic, I believe you will prophesy to the greatest extent, to the greatest extent that you know the Bible. You won't hear that in a lot of charismatic circles. I believe it to be true. You better get rooted in the Word of God so you can hear and make sure that anything you're hearing is not against the Word of God. Well, God hasn't told me to not be harsh with my kids yet. Well, it's in the Bible. God hasn't revealed that to me. It's right there in the Word. Amen? Amen. So, the supernatural. Let's read this scripture. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. Let's put it back to you. Or excuse me, verse 9. Talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Going back into the gifts of healing. It says in verse 9, To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing, plural, by one Spirit. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. 
We bless you today, Jesus. God, I thank you for all of the work that you've already done. That as Nate sang this morning, have your way, God. You came and you've had your way in many hearts already this morning, Jesus. And like Maddie said, and the Scripture says, that you would open their eyes and their hearts to the Scriptures right now. Give them ears to hear and eyes to see, Lord. And your word will not return void. We stand on that promise that it will go and it will bear fruit and it will multiply in Jesus' mighty name. Look at three people and say amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. The gifts of healing. We're going to close this off today. So last week we talked about whom may the Holy Spirit use to bring a gift of healing. Right? We talked about how God used the apostles. He used evangelists. um, And He also used regular disciples like Ananias. Somebody say, He'll use me. Look at your neighbor say, He'll use you. And look at them and say, As the Spirit wills. As the Spirit wills, God will use whoever He pleases. Amen? I would like to say that He will use whoever is paying attention and who is yielded to His Spirit. Whoever is living a life of faith and flowing and walking in His Spirit, I believe God is going to use them more than someone who is playing church. You see what I'm saying? They don't go hand in hand. I don't believe that we can be walking and grieving the Holy Spirit and then the Holy Spirit using us at the same exact time. Maybe wrong. I think that's how that functions. So, he can use anybody, right? That's good news. He can use a drug addict. He can use a school teacher. He can use a truck driver. He can use the doctor. He can use anyone. He can use a stay-at-home mom, amen? Right? He can use anybody. He can use the 80-year-old, and he can use the 10-year-old. He can use the 5-year-old. Isn't that incredible? God, man. Heidi Baker's ministry has seen so many healings happen from little kids praying. Isn't that amazing? They just believe. They just, have a, they just believe, right? Your kids just believe whatever you tell them when they're real young, right? Whatever you tell them. So, here we go. I'll answer a few questions today, and we're going to be done with this. Man, how many of you could say, man, the Lord's already just done something really awesome in my heart already this service? Raise your hand real high. Come on, isn't that good? You know what's so good about the Lord is that He's the one that brings the increase. And as a pastor, you have to find that balance of like, man, maybe I'm not doing good enough. And I have to remember the Lord brings increase. If we teach the Word, we preach the Word of God, we make room for the Holy Spirit to come and encounter, He'll do His job. Isn't that awesome? He will do His job. So, I'm going to answer some questions today. What is the purpose of the gifts of healing? So the overall purpose of the Spirit's gifts, as we have seen, is to build up the body of Christ, right? Isn't it encouraging when you see someone be healed? Isn't it amazing when you... Don't you aren't you encouraged when you see someone be healed? When you hear that someone is crying, you see that they're crying their eyes out, and they're like, no, my pain is gone. My pain has left me. Doesn't that build up the body of Christ? If we'd all be honest, that doubt likes to come in immediately. I'll tell you one thing the Lord spoke to me in my office uh, a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, I don't remember. But he said, Michael, I cannot partner with doubt to accomplish the miraculous. I can only partner with faith. So if you feel doubt coming up in your heart, you don't need to claim it as your own. The Bible says take every thought captive, right? 
Doubt comes in. You say, no, Lord, I believe. You need to pray like in Mark 9 when he said, hey, Jesus, help my unbelief. You know what he said? I believe. Help my unbelief. That should be our prayer if you deal with doubt. Amen? Father, help me in this place. So, the purpose of the healings are to build up the body of Christ. Purpose for all the gifts of the Spirit, okay? So, some, uh, some gifts do this in one way, some in another. So, the gifts of healing do it by enabling members of the body to be well physically, right? So, I believe the whole body prospers. I, I am so encouraged when I hear uh, from Brandon this morning that his cousin that we've been praying for, his, God has touched him and he is doing better physically. Can somebody say amen? Aren't you glad, Brandon? Come on, I'm, I'm happy with you, sir. And we all should be. When it happens, it's a beautiful thing in the body of Christ. We shouldn't ever want each other. How many of you, if you're a parent, how hard is it on you when the kids are sick? Right? Especially if you've got a few of them sick. At the same time, the other day, me and Maddie both got sick. And I was like, Lord, listen, we can't do this. Not both of us. It's too much. Right? We're sitting there like, no, no, no. This has never happened like this. We never get sick together. But it builds up the body. It makes, the, it makes everything feel a lot more healthier and encouraging. And people are, are walking in physical strength and healing. Amen? Don't you feel so much better when you're walking in physical healing? God has yet to heal my back. And I believe that He can. And I believe that He will. And I will continue to stand in every prayer line. And have every person that wants to pray for me, pray for me and believe it. Because my Bible says, keep asking, keep seeking, and keep knocking. Did you hear what I said? Keep asking. Keep seeking and keep knocking. Don't give up on healing. If you're in pain, I don't know why you'd give up anyways. What? Don't give up. He's the healer. And He wants to heal and He wants to. So, healing are often present in an evangelist ministry. So what is the purpose of these? A lot of times when the gifts of healing are coming in the book of Acts, you've seen that people would be saved. So one of the, the greatest purposes, I believe, of the gifts of healing is souls to come into the kingdom of God. Is that people would get born again, that they would see a sign. How many of you know you don't need a sign unless you don't know where you're going? It's people. The sign is for who? The unbeliever. That healings happen in the body, we're encouraged, but we don't need signs. You hear what I'm saying? Jesus actually said you, um, ooh, he said a harsh word. Let's see if I can say it right. You rebellious and wicked generation looks for a sign, something like that. The righteous will live by faith, not by signs. You know the biggest sign that I have in my life is when I repented of my sins and he transformed me from the inside out. Amen. That's the only sign that I need. The cross is the sign that I found, Right? I don't need signs. Believers, we don't need signs to believe. We believe because we have faith in the blood of Jesus washed away our sins. But signs and miracles and healings will be a sign for the unbeliever. It will draw unbelievers in. We should, we should want and desire to see gifts of healing manifested in our lives because more people are likely to come to the knowledge of who Jesus is. Do you hear what I'm saying? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4.20 that the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk but of power. And he said also, I didn't come with lofty words or eloquent speech, but when I came, I came with a demonstration of God's power. And that is what was convincing people. I mean, it's a lot easier to go into a restaurant and you feel a gift of healing come on you instead of just getting up and shouting in tongues and saying, Jesus is Lord. If you went over to the person in the wheelchair and they got up out of that wheelchair, how many people are going to leave saved? Probably a lot more, probably everyone. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? 
if someone sees blind eyes open in your family, they're going to have a hard time not believing Jesus is king. Right? So these purposes of the gifts of healing, to build up the body, to draw people to Christ. Amen? It's really good stuff. So, here we go. How do you know when you have this gift of healing? Right? We can look at Samson in Judges 15, 14 when he said, and this wasn't a gift of healing, but he said something very similar that we can, we can put together. He said, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him in power. In that story of Samson, and he says, the robes on his arms became like charred flax and the bindings dropped from his hands. When the gift of healing, when you're functioning in the gifts of Spirit, you will feel the Spirit of God. You will be persuaded in your inner being. That this, this gift is on you. The Holy Spirit is on you. How many of you ever experienced when the Holy Spirit is on you? Raise your hand real high. How many of you understand what I'm saying? You can feel when the Spirit of God comes upon you. Like Jesus prayed. Like we saw in Isaiah. That the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. When you can feel. Another word in charismatic circles we love to use. When you feel the anointing. When you can feel that the anointing is here and the anointing is available. How many of you have ever walked in the, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Raise your hand real high. You've walked under the anointing, the unction of the Holy Spirit. You can know when that anointing comes that God, and you'll see this with so many different evangelists and ministries. When this anointing comes, they will start to see these healings come and manifest. I'm going to put him on blast. I had a guy here recently. His name's Larry. I don't know where he is. And he was telling me that in a service a few weeks ago, at a prayer service, he's probably out doing security because he's a servant and he's amazing. And he was saying that he's had oil all over his hands. And I said, you listen here, buddy. If you ever have oil on your hands start to manifest, you need to come tell me. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Uh, we'll get to that here in a minute. See, some of that doubt came in. Woo! Captivate that doubt. And throw it back to hell where it belongs. Because if you knew Larry like I know Larry, how many of you probably don't even know Larry? You know why? Because he doesn't want to be seen or noticed. That's why some of you probably don't know who he is. And when he says something's happening, I'm listening. You hear what I'm saying? I said, man, I see this on my hands. How, How will I know if a gift of healing? I don't know. Maybe oil will come on your hands. I have no idea. Remember, we cannot put God in a box to why things happen a certain way. And we'll get to that just in a second. Amen? But you will feel the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. Amen? So, some, some may experience the operation of the gifts more often than others, okay? But I believe this is because they have learned to move by faith under the Spirit's direction. If you learn to operate in faith under the Spirit's direction in your life, I believe you will flow more in the gifts of the Spirit. It's up to, to you how well you want to yield your life to Him to be used by God. If you can be like Paul in Acts 20 24 and say, my life is considered nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and spread the news of God's grace. But if you want to hold on to a lot of your life, I wouldn't go around expecting God to use you mightily. If you lay your life down, God will use you mightily if you surrender to Him. I love what Damon Thompson says. People say, I want your anointing. I want your portion. You know, I want your anointing. And he says, you haven't, you haven't prayed. You haven't done all I've done. I want to go to one of your services and just lay hands on me and I want to receive everything you have. You haven't been through the trials and came out still having faith. So a lot of us go through trials but lose our faith. 
We go through trials and lose our hope. We get offended by people and we let that, that offense lead with unforgiveness and we let it take root of bitterness and we never deal with it and we're wondering why God's not using us. Not me, Lord. I have to check my heart every day. Every day. Every day. Because I'm determined to not let things get in the way of God using me to the best of His ability. I'm determined. Because when I said I'm yours, Lord, I meant it. And I want to be used by Him more than I want to be selfish and live in my junk. Amen? That's good news. We cannot allow things to get in the way of these things. Amen? We have to be like Jesus, right? Nobody takes my life from me, but I lay it down. It's my decision for others, for your sake. Greater love has none than this, the one who would lay down his life for his friends. You want God to flow through you to your friends? Lay down your life. Crucify. Like Maddie said, if there's parts in your life where you need to repent, you need to get rid of some junk, let it happen. And watch what the Lord will do. Watch what He'll do. You haven't seen nothing yet. You haven't seen nothing yet. Nothing. What God can do with you. It's amazing. He can do so much above. We believe this stuff, guys. We believe that He will do exceedingly and abundantly above all you think and imagine. That's what He'll do. That's what He's done with me. I never thought I'd be the pastor of the church. Ever. If you knew me, you would know. Maddie asked my family at a Thanksgiving, did you ever, this is when I was just a youth leader, a volunteer. She said, do you ever think that Mike was going to be doing this? I said, no. But God will do exceedingly and abundantly above all you think and imagine. He will take your marriages in shambles and He will use it for His glory. He'll restore it and He'll help others. He'll use you to help others build their marriages. Your husband, who might be the biggest dummy in the room, God can use him for His glory. All the women said, Amen. Preach it. Or your wife, who might be the least submissive, most crazy woman in the room, God can get her to her knees to repent and use her in a mighty way. Your kid who won't sit still and be the craziest, he can be the most wild person for the kingdom of God. God will do above all you think and imagine. Come on, dream bigger dreams. Somebody preached a good message on that a while back. That was me. See, y'all don't listen to my priest. See what I'm saying? They're like, who? Is it on YouTube? <laughs> it is. It's got about 12 views. <laughs> Did you like that, Diamond? Hey, listen, it's, uh, you know you're in a good place. You see, I make fun of yourself. You know? It works out just fine. So let me answer this question. What types of diseases can God heal? I want to do two things real quick and we're going to be done. Put Psalms 103.3 on the screen too, that if y'all got that, hopefully. What types? Let me encourage you this morning. What types of sins can he forgive? What types of diseases can he heal? Let's look at this promise. Isn't it awesome that we have a promise in the Bible? That every word that he's spoken is a promise. The one who forgives all your iniquity. Somebody say all of it. No matter how dirty it is. No matter if it's just lies, no matter if it's pride, no matter if it's addiction, no matter if it's pornography, no matter if it's masturbation, no matter whatever these things might be. I told y'all, this is the adult room. No matter if it's heroin, no matter if it's premarital sex, no matter what it is, He heals and forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. All of it. 
Man, I'm sure glad he heals. He forgave all my sins. Can somebody say amen? Can somebody say amen that he forgave all your sins? <laughs> I don't know how he kept count. <laughs> my mom's back there laughing. She knows what's up. But here's the good news. Pastor, what can he heal? Everything. Listen, when people step into glory and they're face to faith with Jesus, and the, the fever, the headache, the migraine, the cancer, the, the MS, it just bows. It falls off of people. It's purchased. And when a miracle happens on earth, God can bring that into our now. He can heal all of your diseases. So take courage this morning. Whatever you're believing God for, whether it's migraines, I don't care what it is. Every time my little daughter hurts herself in any way, guess what we do? We pray. Ow, daddy. Usually I pray in tongues. Shout out about Soto. And then she usually prays in tongues back with me. Unless there's people at her house that she's shy in front of. Some of you are thinking, does she really? I don't know. I like to believe she does. It's pretty funny at least. But he'll heal all my diseases, right? We see this in Acts 3 2. Where there was the lame man who was crippled. And they said, listen, get up and walk, right? Silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give unto thee. Rise. And we see the crippled walk. We see this regular sickness in Acts 5. There's people who are sick. It said they brought all their sick. It says that crowds of people who came in from towns around Jerusalem, bringing those who were ill or who had evil spirits in them, and they were all healed. Do you hear what I said? Matthew 9.35. Can you put that up? I'm sorry. We skipped that one. This one's really good. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. Somebody say every disease. And every affliction. Come on, let your faith rise, no matter what it is you're facing against. Right? God can do it. God can do it, so we believe that He still can because He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and forever. Amen? Every day. So let your faith rise back to these things. Amen? So, we see that He heals palsy, paralysis, lameness, infirmities, unclean spirits, all these different things, blindness, deaf ears. He can heal all of these things. Amen? That's one thing I've yet to see myself is blind eyes open or deaf ears open? And uh, But how many of you know you have to pray for people who have blind eyes and deaf ears? <laughs> oh, isn't that awesome? Palsy, lameness, even the fever we see in the Bible, people with fevers that would leave. Amen? Oh, we pray for everything in my house. We know God can do it. We ask Him to. Every single night from our son, Redding, Every night, we have the, he has these different he has these different bacteria levels in his stomach that we are believing are coming down. He's taking medicine as well. Once again, we have faith and we have wisdom. We pray and believe, and he takes medicine. See what I'm saying? I need a job. I need a job. Application. Get online. And we believe these things. Every night, I put my hands on Redding in his bed. And Mercy, I try to get her to pray. If she's in a good mood, if she's not, she'll be a hellion. Now say, I say, Clostridium levels come down, which is a bacteria that doesn't need to be in his stomach. And we say, Clostridium levels come down. Yeast levels come down in Jesus' name. And then I have Redding repeat it. I say, in Jesus' name. He'll say, Jesus' name. I just have Redding. I say, say, I'm healed. He'll say, I'm healed. In Jesus' name. Come on, church. 
We can't just preach about it. Got to walk it out. And I'm hearing my son tell me things that he's never told me before. He's using words that he's never used before. One day you're going to know how to rejoice like it's your child. Did you hear what I said? I said, I'm hearing my son say things he's never said before. <laughs> uh -uh. More, Jesus. More, more, more. And I want to believe it for your son too. And your kids. Alright? So he heals all of these things. Amen? And I want to end with this. quickly. Remember this if you don't remember anything. How do the gifts of healing work? You want to know? What does the Bible say? Number one, a touch. Somebody say a touch. Touch your neighbor if they're related to you or something. Not somebody. Don't be weird. A spoken word. Look at your neighbor say be healed. Look at your neighbor say cancer. Leave. In Jesus name. So Matthew 8, 3, Jesus reached out and touched the leper and immediately he was cleansed. Can somebody say amen? A spoken word, the Bible says in Matthew 8, 5 through 13, the centurion said, go and let it be done for you as you have believed. Check this out. The person was not even present that was healed. Don't put God in the box. Well, I got to get my son to this special healer. No, you don't. You got to get him to Jesus. If Jesus touches him, he can be asleep in bed right now. If Jesus touches him, he'll be healed. He said, go and let it be done for your servant. And they figured out the exact time his servant was healed. That spoken word. You don't even have to be present to speak it out. It is done, Jesus said. It is done. Come on. This is what happens when, the, when you know when the gifts of healing are flowing through and you know God's going to heal. We got another touch in Matthew 8, 15. He touched her and her, the fever left in Matthew 8. A touch and a spoken word in Matthew 9. A command. Jesus commanded in Matthew 12, stretch out your hand. And their hand was stretched out. Can somebody say amen? Also, we see by placing mud on blind eyes and a spoken word. Now, I want to address something really quickly that's really, really, really important. Oh, let me keep going. Jesus put, he spit in the mud. If you spit on somebody in here and they don't get healed, you're probably going to get punched in the face. <laughs> maybe by the person, maybe by me or security guard. I don't know. It just depends. Some of you are like, what did he just say? It's kind of a joke. But how do you do these things? A touch. A spoken word. Man, Jesus told this one guy, hey, go wash yourself in that water and you'll be healed. Right? Yeah, stick your finger and tongue in his ear, right? And then you'll be healed. I mean, there's no, you can't, put it, you can't put him in a box. You have to believe that if he says something to you, like I told you before, I've seen people march around someone and they were healed. Now, let me address something and then we'll be done. You ready for this? So usually in the Bible, we see the most common method of healing actually was by the spoken word. The most common way we've seen healing was by speaking the word. Why do you think the power of life and death is so, it's, so, it's in the tongue, Right? God created everything in the tongue. And we're going to close here in a second. But it was the spoken word when he said, be healed. Rise and walk. He gave commands, stretch out your hand. So whoever told you you had to sit there and beg God to heal someone, I'd like to encourage you that God wants people healed more than you do. 
And I think we get so caught up in this weird place of like we don't know when to stop praying because we're scared nothing happened. Listen, hey, we're not the ones that heal people. If it doesn't happen, we still love the person, we encourage the person, and we move on. And they hopefully they will, keep, they will keep their courage, their faith. How many of you have ever been prayed for and didn't feel loved? Right? When someone, if I go down for prayer, every time I've, I've had people walk up to me in this church and say, Pastor, and they've got tears in their eyes, they say, oh, I'm going to believe God right now that He's going to heal your back. I want to pray for you. Every single time I leave encouraged and I feel really loved. Even though my back hasn't been healed, I still feel loved. I still feel encouraged, and I'm happy with that. Amen? Isn't that good? And I love that people step out in faith. So let me uh, tackle one thing, a question. We're going to break something off of you before you leave. You ready? The question of, is that in the Bible? Is that in the Bible, Pastor? That somebody marched around somebody and they got saved? Is that scriptural? Well, there is a part where they said they marched around the whole city and walls came down. Maybe that sounds a lot more impressive. You believe that part. Right? Is that in the Bible, they always say? We have certain testimonies, right? Let me give you a scripture. You ready? Right, listen, you believe that uh, the Bible says a donkey spoke. A donkey opened its mouth and spoke words. How many of you believe that? Raise your hand. You don't have to, but if you're a Bible-believing Christian, you should. A donkey spoke. And you believe that. Why? Because it's in the Bible. What if I told you last night that an owl came over to my house and shared something crazy with me from heaven? Y'all would think I was insane. What if it happened, though? What if I was lost in, in, in the forest, me and Carter, while we're hiking because we're, so, we're such manly men? Oh, y'all who know me real well. I've been hiking about once in my life. What if we told you that we were there and we were hungry and ravens came and fed us? Would you believe us? What if I told you that another type of bird came and fed us or another type of animal came and dropped food off for us? Would you believe us? They actually, a bunch of lions and bears came up around us and they all sat beside us and didn't eat us. Would you believe us? Is that in the Bible, Pastor? Let me give you a scripture for that. John 21, verse 25. Look at this scripture with me. Now there are also many other things, say many other things, that Jesus did... Were every one of them to be written, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Not all of God is in the Bible. Whew, some of you are like, what did he just say? You heard me. Not all of God is in the Bible. Is it scriptural? Well, the Bible says right here that not everything was written down. And there's all kinds of radical, crazy stuff that happened. You know how you can measure those things? Did they happen or not? If something crazy happens in your life, we can easily look at the person and say, well, were they healed? Smith Wigglesworth sometime, he was known, he punched this guy in the chest. Freaking crazy guy, okay? Don't do that. But sometimes, not every time, because he was a wild man, they would be healed. It's insane. Was that scriptural, pastor? Let me ask you another question. Are you in the Bible? Worship team come. Prayer team come as well. And I want to end with this. Are you in the Bible? Can I open up in the Bible and find Sky's story?
his testimony. How many of you know that as far as I've read my Bible, that no one was addicted to methamphetamine in the Bible? But God is still setting people free from meth addiction to this day. Is that, an, is that scriptural, Pastor Mike? Well, freedom is. Is that scriptural, Pastor Mike? Well, healing is. And I refuse to put God in a box. Because the Trinity is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I love what I think it was, um, I think it was Bill Johnson that said. He said, we get so divided over a book. That early, we, want, we want the fruit of the early church, right? We want the fruit of the book of Acts and the apostles and the, the, the ones who went out and they seen all this happen. He said, we want the fruit of the early church. He said, but we get so divided over a book they didn't even have. I'm not downplaying the Word of God. Y'all heard me earlier. We need 100% of the Word. Amen? But we have to get away from this religious thought when somebody gives you a testimony and it's something like you never heard and your first thought is, well, I don't see that in Scripture. If it's a healing, I'm not saying it can't go against Scripture, but if it's coming for healing, I've seen some crazy stuff. I've noticed some crazy things that have happened. Crazy things. It'll test your faith. But then you also see the fruit of those things. And I love this. Like my story and your story, for example. Could you stand to your feet and we'll close. Just give me your attention for just a moment. I want you to leave with this thought. Your testimony is not in the Scripture. In the book of Acts, what is the book of Acts? It is the history book of the beginning of the early church. How many of you know that there were other apostles? Right? What about Bartholomew? What about uh, Timothy? What about Andrew? What about the other disciples, right? Where is their story? Their stories are not recorded in the book of Acts. But if you study church history, they were known to go out and be missionaries and there's crazy testimonies that they have. And we have an opportunity that we can say, do we believe what they did or not? Because here's the truth. If you have an experience with God, you don't owe an explanation to anyone. I'm so tired of the church trying to say in so many areas, well, is that in the Bible? Well, listen here, buddy. When I, I had my addiction on me and my depression on me and in the Spirit of God and Jesus, He stood over me and He said, Michael, I want you. He said, Michael, I'll still take you. People say, well, I don't see that in Scripture where Jesus stood over somebody and said, I want you. But guess what? It happened and here I am. Redemption is in the Bible. Healing is in the Bible. Miracles are in the Word of God. And if they all were to be gathered, we wouldn't even have enough books, the Bible says. You know how you can tell it real quickly when people are telling the truth? Did it happen? Did it happen? Here's a beautiful thing I learned about Bobby Connor. His pastor said this. He said, I want you to go and read Acts chapter 29. This might get me in some trouble, but that's okay. How many of you know there is no Acts 29? He told Bobby Connor, he said, you're Acts 29. Come on, somebody. Your life as a continued missionary for the gospel, as a continued ambassador for the gospel, as you go and you have testimonies of people getting healed. I can share all kinds of testimonies of people in my life, people in this church right now that I've prayed for, that have come and given their life to Jesus. Is it real or is it not? 
we have to partner our faith we have to have wisdom and discernment and we have to believe what God is doing in the moment Jesus said you will tell them by their what not their ministries not how big their church is by their fruit love joy peace patience kindness self-control it's really easy to find the fake isn't it can we just close our eyes and lift our hands to heaven in this house oh God continue your story with us Lord I'm not saying that you get to go write books of the Bible that's not what I said at all I'm saying that your story is continuing the story of Jesus Christ on the earth. And He wants to use you, to flow through you, through all the gifts of the Spirit, to continue to walk and move like Jesus. To continue the book of Acts to this day. Yes, Lord. Just say more, Lord. Say, use me, God. Help me to bring, help me to bring people to Christ. Help healing to flow through my hands, God. And we pray for testimonies and radical testimonies to come out of our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, if you need prayer this morning for anything at all, thank you, Lord. If you need prayer, if you need to give your life to Jesus, if you need salvation, if you need healing in your body, if you need prayer, I want you just to go ahead and leave your seat and come now. Do me a favor. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, do you need prayer? Say, I'll go with you and bring them down here. Let me pray for you. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We give you all the glory for everything you're doing in this house. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You're welcome to worship with us. You're welcome to pray. Have a good week.